Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Movie Moose Show. Uh, joining me today is my regular co-host Tim. Hello, I'm back. And a special guest we have today, uh, Christopher. Hello. And uh, we have just returned from the movies. We have just uh, seen the film Moonlight. New film. New film coming out. Uh, it comes out in Australia on the tw- uh, strangely enough on Australia Day, the twenty sixth of uh, January. There will be preview screenings the weekend before, but uh, we got to see a special preview tonight. And uh, yes, that's premiere. Yeah. Did, was, was she right? I didn't know. What well, I think it's well. Yes, it's kind of a premiere. Mm. I mean, without any without any we'll of the go, cast we'll or anything like that. But we'll they said it was the distributors said it was a premiere. We got a glass of champagne, so I suppose that qualifies as being a. Okay. Now I understand the champagne. I, d- I actually yeah. didn't know why we were having champagne. Now I do. Yeah, because it was a premiere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The, so unless you have a glass of champagne, it's not considered a premiere. Yeah. Maybe. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought I would start the discussion with uh, our special guest Christopher oh, today great. and what he thought of the film. Okay, well, here it is. I didn't particularly like it. <laughs> And I wanted to, because I wanted to come onto the podcast and say how much I loved it, but I didn't particularly like it. And I think I might have actually stopped watching it if I wasn't in a cinema and I didn't know it was gay themed and I didn't know I was going to be on a podcast. <laughs> I just got, it just seemed a bit, maybe cliche is the wrong word, but it got predictable towards a point And I just got frustrated with how the main character, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but with how the main character just, didn't really get on board with his sexuality and I just got to the point like I come on dude just get there your friend is giving you enough hints you know he's trying to help you out but there were definitely parts that I found enjoyable and I liked the way that they kind of presented parts of the story and I like how some things they didn't go in into depth like I liked how they just alluded to the fact that one of the main characters husband passed away and you know I but that's such a small, tiny part of the story. But, you know, I see myself enjoying that more than the main part of the story. So, yeah, that's how I felt about it. I think I have a feeling Tim and I are going to have very different yeah. reaction to that, I oh, think. Well, how, what do you think? What, what do you think? I, how do you think I'll react? Well, different to what Christopher felt. Plus, Brad, as you know, yes, I, didn't, I don't like endings that... He doesn't like ambiguous endings. Yeah, true. I mean, if I hadn't, I I mean, I hadn't, yeah, if I had have seen it first and then you, and then I would, yeah, I wouldn't have recommended it to you if I had have seen it beforehand. Mm. Yes, because (laughs) I know, yeah, just, just a warning. We might talk a few spoilers here if people are um, interested in waiting until after they've seen the film before they listen to what we think about it, but. Yeah, it does have an ambiguous ending, which I know annoys Christopher quite a lot. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Did you, Tim? No, I didn't like it at all. You actually, no, no, I didn't. I'm more, I'm more on Chris's page, which yeah. is why I was. Uh, we walked home from the cinema, and I was just dying to talk about it. Yeah. I found it. Look, I, I tried to like it because, not knowing a lot about the movie, but enough to know that I'm in for a good ride here, yeah. because there's a lot of. Um, Oscar buzz around it critics are raving about it as much as I'm aware um, all the Golden Globe nominations you know which will we'll find out how many it takes away in like 
24 hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I was waiting for something to happen in the film. Like, mm. it was so slow. It was uninspired. And I do agree with Chris in the fact that I wanted the character to get on board with his sexuality and whatever. But, like, nothing... Honestly, nothing fucking happened in the movie. And it, it just shit me. And there was the typical druggy mum who just popped up yes. with her crazy hair every 10 minutes. And I was like, what are you, what's your purpose here? We know that your son is tormented and doesn't have any structure and seeks support and guidance elsewhere, but at the same time doesn't know how. And then what really frustrated me, probably in, ter- probably in the writing, was that this random man character that kind of swooped in and picked him up disappeared for two-thirds of the movie. He just wasn't in it. Yeah, and he, I, he was the guy... Sorry, spoiler, right? He was the guy that we assume was kind of told in a throwaway line that he died. Yeah. And I, that really annoyed me because I thought, okay, well, what, what else do I need to hold on to? This relationship has all of a sudden just been taken away from mm-hmm. us as an audience. And we're meant to kind of now... Um, attach ourselves to this boy who in part two is older because mm. kind of he's not the young boy anymore he's, he's an adolescent and it's kind of the only relationship that's really been founded in this movie so far doesn't exist anymore and then we have to just go with it yeah i agree with that i was more interested in that father you know the movie starts opens up with he's the first character we meet yeah. and i was i the part that i really got into it is when we learned that he was a drug dealer and he was giving drugs out to the main character's mother. Mm. Um, and then he, when uh, the young boy, uh, Little, uh, was basically, he learned that, he figured out that this guy that was you know, showing interest in caring for him was a drug dealer and that he was giving his mum the drugs. And just to see the reaction of the drug dealer's face, like, I'm pretty sure he was crying. It wasn't obvious the way that yeah. it was filmed. I was intrigued in the father's story at that point. And as we know, like well, he... the father figure. Yeah, the father figure, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably the best way to put it, yeah. There was nothing more of that. There's no. nothing more of that. And, and even how the story transcribed with, with the character with Sharome, Little, or he was called th- mm. Black Sharome and, and Little, his three names that he had. Um, yeah, I don't know what he ultimately decided to become. Just really, kind of upset me a little bit, knowing what he had experienced as a child. I do want to say though that I understand why it's a popular film, and it's you know if you're a young, gay, black man struggling with your homosexuality, it's probably refreshing to see this type of story on screen. Yeah, I but agree. for me, it, it didn't go anywhere though. It didn't. It was almost like it was two movies that weren't really gelled mm. together. I thought that that narrative was important, and it was striking at times, but it took so long to get there, and then they kind of never went back. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like a second thought to the story, even though I felt like it really could have given it more muscle. Here's his homosexuality yeah, yeah. yeah once he beca- once he changed from little to Sharon mm. and, and then black even more it almost became a smaller and smaller part even though it was there in the background yeah I'm interested in your thoughts yeah, Brad why did you it. yeah I'd love to hear why. I yeah I, I 
like I tend to I tend to agree to a certain extent in some of the things that you're talking about, but I think I I I see a larger picture to it that the the struggles of this young guy in the three different stages of his life that I suppose I you know I went into it thinking that there was a gay theme but sort of um, it wasn't a strong gay theme as what maybe I was led to believe yeah I think I'd be the same too yeah, yeah. which didn't disappoint me the gayness were, or gayness I suppose is a I don't know if that's the right word was just one tiny aspect of the struggles that this guy, young guy has to go through in his life. True. That sort of, um, you know, you spoke of that father figure who, who died, um, but sort of, like, I understand that it was, it, his death wasn't made a big deal out of, but I sort of understand that, um, that's one of the many struggles that he had to deal with in his life is the fact that early on he had this father figure who then left him and died, mm. which I suppose influenced the second part of the story where he was still sort of very weak and wasn't able to, you know, defend himself yeah. in the high school period yeah. of the story. Um yeah, that during that early stages in his life, he was there for him, you know, in dealing with, I suppose, growing up that part of the story and then, you know, died mm. sort of thing. It was part of the struggle. You know, I saw the bigger picture, as I said, of the whole story of the struggle this young man has been going through his whole life mm. sort of thing. And that's okay to have more than one struggle and there not be... A, a spotlight on his sexuality and that it should be shared between his, his struggle with his, his mother and his struggle with uh, drug use, like being surrounded by drug use and, um, and bullying and all that sort of stuff. But I felt like there wasn't any of those subplots that were fully developed. They were quite undercooked and I came out feeling underwhelmed. I, I tend to think that there's a lot of... It's, it's a very subtle film. Oh, it's really, it's really. You know, nothing. Up. Yeah, like as I said, with the death of that guy, um, nothing is overtly said. It's all, you know, um, done. Yeah, thing. The plot points are done subtly. Yeah, it's not done overtly, in which is probably why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. You know, that the major plot points weren't hammered home throughout the film that you know you had to pick up on things as you went along sort of thing which is what i loved about it it the it had a very poetic nature to it it wasn't sort of um although the story was linear it sort of jumps around a little bit at times sort of thing which i liked and as i said the subtlety gives it a very poetic feel which is sort of done in the cinematography and stuff the way the camera moves um, in certain scenes and there's the um, the pulling of focus and so forth and that and yeah. the music too I thought was the score was just 
fantastic. I but agree with you on that part. <coughs> I loved the camera work and I loved the music. I just thought the story was a bit weak and I, I never, I didn't fall in love with any character and like I wasn't sad or overly happy for them. I mean, like my favorite character were the minor characters. I enjoyed um, the, you know, the mother figure, the proper mother, the one that wasn't, you know, on drugs or the one that was yeah. acting like a proper mother. Um, I was more intrigued by them. And it was obviously a small part of yeah. the story. And that's why I just got bored throughout the story. But I enjoyed the camera work. And I just, I wish it had, it had a, you know, a bigger st story to go with. Or I, I wish it went more places. Um, yeah, I guess it's... Yeah. It's yeah. That's, no, what no, that's life fine. Is. No, no, life no, no, no. Really exciting. And yeah. I do encourage yeah. the movies to, you know, see something that kind of happens in life. You know, things happen slowly in life and that's fine but you know go to the movies to be entertained and I wasn't particularly entertained besides the camera work well, yeah. I, I don't think it's a film for everyone and I think I like all sorts of films this one just didn't talk to me as much as I thought it would and I was expecting it to so perhaps I was expecting the wrong thing mm. but just looking at it peripherally as a film and kind of holistically from afar now having watched the whole thing like I, I appreciate the things that you enjoyed about it and I can yeah. as well and I appreciate the things that you enjoyed and disliked um, but at the end of the day I just didn't think that it spoke to me very well but like loud enough and I just didn't think it was like yeah I wanted a little bit more I think I was a bit selfish and yeah. I actually look I'm going to go as far as say that it's a bit overrated I, I think it's yeah. overrated no I it, it was a very... I, f I felt it a very emotional film. Mm. You know, I went on the emotional journey of this young guy. I guess you felt throughout. the emotion that I, he couldn't show himself. Yes. he was so... I was asking, uh, I was yeah, but I think he was... I just wanted yeah. to shake him and say, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah, and that's good That's good filmmaking at times as well. Yeah, but yes. I just wanted to reach out and give him a hug. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I just... Hug, yeah, sure. I just... I just felt sorry for the poor guy. Yes. And I know that sort of... And that's exhausting watching a movie too, feeling see, that yeah. for someone for two hours. The part I got excited is, and so some more spoilers, is you know when he was attacked and then you saw him go home and then... Um, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting the storyline, but I don't know. He was attacked as Sharon in part two, right? Mm, as, an, yeah. as a teenager. And then when he came back to the school and he just had this new swagger and confidence about him. And yeah. I was like, oh, brilliant. And I... Like, as sad as the attack was, it was kind of necessary for him to realise that he needs to stand up for himself yeah. now. And I was excited for that part of the film. And then, you know, he gets, um, you know, he attacks someone else and then he gets arrested and then that part of the film goes and then we learn about Black. And I was like, oh, where did all that character development go? And then Black was just someone lost, just dealing in drugs and just couldn't really speak up for himself. Yeah. And like, as his friend, uh, Kevin, at the end said, you can never string three words together. I was yeah. like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, yes, but I mean, he never could throughout the entire film. He, he, yeah. I suppose that's what I appreciated too was the performances of the three mm -hmm. actors who play yeah. that one character. They, they were strong. I, especially part two and three, I felt they were, they must have worked really closely together because they were, or I almost at times thought that it was the same actor who had grown up. I thought yeah. that was extraordinary. 
I really, yeah. I really did. I would, be, I would be interested in the casting process as yeah. to who came first, second, and mm. third sort of thing. Yeah, you know. who they modelled yep. casting, yeah, for the other two parts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you mean, by the way, that black behaved his like man- Sharon? Yeah, his, mm-hmm. his mannerisms, just how he physically presented himself, just how, how he performed, really. I thought it was, it was very, very um, aligned with part two Sharon yeah that's interesting because I struggled with the physical look of black I kept on like looking at him going I can't see Sharon in there like he's so different I found him but that's that's that's, I think that's the whole point is the fact that you know in between parts two and three he went to prison probably beefed up and yeah gained all the confidence that he needed for part three I saw Sharon in the diner a lot more than Mm. the first part of uh, but that's the point story. because you yeah. know he's coming back to this guy that he had feelings fa- had feelings for, sort of thing. So yeah, he was regressing back to how he was during those teenage mm-hmm. years. He, he sort of thing. He couldn't put up a front to Kevin. Kevin knew who who he was, what he yeah. was like. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt that a little bit hard to believe because some of the relationships were a little bit underdeveloped, and so you just kind of had to go with what they were saying and they were feeling obviously but I felt like that we could have seen a little bit more of Kevin and Sharome together in part two for us to believe why he drove all that way from Atlanta back down to Miami to see him um, well, we, we, well you know why he did because because of the beach scene and he wanted because though. because that's that's you know he probably the world he grew up in he wasn't able to um, express his homosexuality yeah, well, we got that. And definitely. this guy, Kevin, was the only person in his life who he had ever been able to be his true self mm. in front of. Yeah. That's why he went back to the diner. That's why he travelled all the way from Georgia to back to Miami to see Kevin. Mm. And as he said in that final scene, you know, he had never been with anybody else mm. since that beach scene. Mm. But he had been struggling with that the entire... That entire entire time mm. you know i'm assuming that he hadn't been with women or men mm. sort I of thing i'd like to see more of kevin's story as well and i th- yeah. um you know because why was kevin so comfortable with his sexuality at one point i thought kevin was bi because he was so easygoing well, he could be oh, yeah, yeah. With everything that, that, that's where the amb- ambiguity come mm. like comes yeah. into play especially towards the end um, well, you know, it's not overtly said, but was. sort of, you know, he. We know he had a kid, but sort of, you know, that could be, it could have been, you know, a one-off what, you sexual know, encounter with a woman, sort of thing. But we don't know what he's, you know, he might be dating guys. But do you know what I saw in the in the last in the diner and back at his house? I saw them both struggling. It took a lot yeah. more for Kevin to break down that wall. Jerome was vulnerable. Sorry, Black was vulnerable from the beginning, I felt. Once he got out of that car, that's kind of like he left his identity in that car sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I just didn't really know what what Kevin wanted or what was yeah. about, but I don't think... This is why I don't think they really knew what each other wanted as well as themselves. Mm. And that was a part of the movie that we didn't see right at the end. We didn't see what ultimately happened from the reason behind the phone call and the reason behind him going down yeah. to see Kevin again. Do, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Because I was thinking the same towards him. I was like, he's 
Kevin not gay is like what, why isn't he why is he making this hard for for black like yeah, why I thought is he was being a real dick yeah. about it I thought he was being a real dick but then I saw through it that he was struggling Kevin was struggling as well yeah, yeah I definitely felt the same um but I liked Kevin as a character. I thought every time there was a sexual encounter between Kevin and Black and then Sharome in like part two, I thought Kevin was very sweet about it and the way that like he was holding Sharome's head in yeah. two and then also like kind of stroking his head in number three. I thought, yeah, Kevin was good for Sharome and Black. Yeah, and we can only hope that he continued to be good for him. Yes, but the film ended. <laughs> so when it started getting interesting... Yeah, yeah. But as you know, I don't mind ambiguity. Yeah. Well, neither do and I. I. And I, I like I. to be open to interpretation. I, I like that you know, too. I mean, you could see it as a happy ending. You know, the, they're finally together. Yeah. I like that too, but I didn't get enough. You know, you can, you can see it. as I know you I, don't I, like I'm the ambiguity of it. Reluctantly. But sort of, I don't... Well, I mean, what would you... What... Do you need a confirmation that they lived happily ever after? No. Well, but I, I want to know things like, so did they did um, they get over their, their um, concerns with their sexuality? It was like being together, did that help them become confident? And then did that help um, Black get away from the drugs? And like, did he, now that he was so much more confident, could he like uh, forgive his mother? And just things like that. There's so much more that could have happened. And it just kind of ended there, which means it was just a story about um, the main character, little Sharon Black, all the same person, um, coming to grips with his sexuality, which he didn't really throughout the entire film. And I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, that's that's good. Like, I just watched an entire film about a guy coming to grips with his sexuality, and he never did, and his sexuality wasn't a major part of the film because of those other struggles, which never were really resolved either. No. And that's what I dislike because you can enjoy those parts, which is good because it's a snippet about what happens in life and the struggles that people go through. And I don't particularly enjoy watching those films because I like to learn something new about the world or escape. And I feel like I didn't, I couldn't do both because I couldn't learn something new because it was just reality and I couldn't escape because it was kind of just reality. Mm. And so, yeah, I could... I'm not the script writer or the story writer or whatever. I could have finished yeah. the film, but yeah. you know, that's what we're paying them to do. And they didn't, so I yeah. was annoyed. No. I mean, I... Yeah. I think the ending left it open for interpretation and I have a feeling I would like how I think it would have gone. What happened after the... Yeah. What happened, Brad? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How well, I think. Well, I th I think that that was the happily ever after ending. That sort of as you know, he was. I reckon that they ended up together. Okay. And Black became like a waiter at the restaurant. That he yes, that he was coming back to Kevin because <laughs> Kevin was sort. Of, well, you know, you never know. He yeah, could true. be a waiter at the restaurant. More than likely not. I mean, I don't know if he would necessarily. Um, continue with his drug operations back in Miami or he would try and find another job to do um, but sort of I think <clears throat> Kevin as we saw in the first section Kevin was the one who although it didn't necessarily help to a certain extent help him give him confidence in himself yeah which is why I like that fight scene that they have 
yeah. play fight scene That's that they yeah. have in the first part. The second part makes him... Kevin helps him come to... Ter- well, helps him realise, I suppose, that he's gay. Mm. But So why does Kevin know this all along? Like, Kevin's such a... So confident it could just be his nature, but like I, I think it's his nature. Yeah, but I think it, I think in the environment that they're in, that they can't express their sexuality like they would like to. Correct, but it didn't stop Kevin. And there's also oh, I don't think. Well, no, I don't. Th- well, no, 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 because there was that scene in the cafeteria where he was yes. challenged by the bully to um, hit Sharon, where they were talking about. Girls that they had been with. Yeah, but I don't think. That, I didn't so think Kevin wasn't. Yeah, well, yeah, but well. Being macho and like. Well, it is. Be, well, it is. Sexuality is tied up into that because you know if. But there are other parts where Kevin was comfortable with his sexuality. Like he definitely initiated the beach scene. Yeah, but that yeah. was in private. It wasn't in public. Yeah, but even Sharon in private is a lot more reserved and and unsure. And so I always got a sense of. Kevin does have confidence, but not in his sexuality. So I I viewed that. Well, okay, this is my interpretation. If I was to try and figure out where the movie may have gone after the last frame, was that, all right, you know, when we grow up, we dabble in certain, you know, experiments and whatever. And I think that maybe Kevin was just a little bit curious and could see that Sharon was struggling and kind of Kevin was comfortable enough in his sexuality as maybe being a straight man, maybe being a bi man, maybe being a gay man, I'm not sure, but I think it's more in the bi straight. Comfortable enough to be able to offer some sort of um, solace and like, hey, you know, I can do this for you, right? And then at the end, I reckon that it didn't end with them happily ever after being together. I think Kevin was like black needed him again to tell him that it was okay to be who he was and then Sharon would probably go off and maybe hit reset on his life for a second time and be able to be his true self I don't think necessarily with Kevin because yeah, Kevin, Kevin I, was already no, no, his yeah, true self yeah, yeah. but that's my interpretation yeah, that sort of Kevin that. was able to give him the confidence again again yeah. to um, you know finally be yeah that third piece gay. of confidence yeah, yeah. yes yeah what do you all think about the the scene when they were kids, so part one, when they were little, oh. and they were in like a locker room or something, and they're all just like young kids, and I think they were just looking at their penises. They were just, yeah. Just, just a yeah, kid. Just you a know, typical, typical kids, you know, I checking out each other's. Like, oh. What's that? What's oh, that? Mine's got extra skin. Mine's a peanut. Yeah, like, I, they had yeah. all those weird yeah. comments about it. And, and Kevin took the lead in that well it seemed like yeah, kevin was like also, the yeah. the ringleader in that and then yeah. of course somehow um little finds the room and you know kevin's like oh i thought the door was locked come in little and yeah, yeah. little unzips his pants a little bit and strange but i don't think we need to read into it too much i think it was just a bunch of boys just getting their <laughs> getting their dicks out and yeah, being like lol we've got penises yeah, and maybe they're just kind of realizing they've got penises and so do you and oh Cool. Comparing sizes and, comparing, and all that yeah. sort that sort of thing, but completely innocent and just like oh yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I thought it was completely innocent, but just also strange. A bit strange. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe yeah. it happens. Maybe there are, there are kids at school with you know the doors locked and they're all just like oh look look at mine look at yours because they were yeah. young. Yeah, they're like year yeah. five or six. 
that's what they looked you know they yeah. definitely looked yeah. in primary school mm. I just thought it was yeah. odd yeah I don't know maybe it's an American thing they do maybe it's <laughs> you know perhaps. they do it a bit more often than yeah. what we do <laughs> yeah yeah okay any more I think we've covered the film quite oh, extensively. Oh, I, I, I do want to say that Janelle Monet is in there. Oh. And you know, if, if you listen to Janelle Monet, and you should, because she's a great singer, she also has a part in this film, and I thoroughly enjoyed just seeing her. I didn't know it was her until the very end, but I did recognise the face, and the credits told me it was her. And yeah, that's a yeah. plus for the film. Yeah. yeah. fans out there. Any yeah. final thoughts, Tim? No, look, um, just in summary, like I thought it was a nice movie. But it didn't give me enough to, you know, go to town on it and rave about it to everyone to go and see. I think it, it's getting caught up in a little bit too much buzz than it's worth. But it is an interesting story to tell. Undercooked at times. Um, doesn't deliver. But then again, like how you like it, it's quite an ambiguous, slow, gestating drama that is quite enjoyable. But I think there was a little bit too much left to the wayside than there was um, actually developed. That's, yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, I just loved it. I... Incredibly? In, yes. That was a joke to episode two. Go watch episode two, everyone. Yes. Two. Um, <laughs> I say incredible quite a lot. Um, yeah. I, 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 I mean, after listening to what you two have said, I can understand that it's not going to be f to everybody's tastes. It's ver a very subtle film. Yeah, very subtle. Open to interpretation as... You're using positive words to describe this, whereas yes. Tim goes, it's very slow and unambiguous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle and open to interpretation. Open to interpretation as we, but that's what as film, we that's have... That's what film is. It's meant to be um, kind of... Uh, absorbed subjectively right like yeah. we we look at we all three of it's, us it's all clearly like, look through you know, a different it's, lens it's a it's an art form that's open to interpretation it is, it is art. there is some films which you know are i suppose your big hollywood blockbusters although to a certain extent are art then they're more overt in their inter you know you don't yeah you can't interpret it in too many different ways yeah. whereas this film you can it's yeah. a very artistic yeah. sort of film. As I said, I felt it was very poetic. And... So what would you give yes. it on your scale? Well, you don't usually rate them on this, do you? I don't no, use... No, no. no. He has... I know. I, uh, well, I... I no, 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 no. Because I think my ratings system I only use with you, yes. Christopher. So nobody I, else... I need to know. Nobody else asks me, you know, uh, asks me to rate it. Out. Ask Rude. me to rate. Well, yeah, but it's a personal thing between yes. myself Whatever. and Whatever. You know, <laughs> you know. But um, I think it's an incredibly brilliant film. Oh, incredibly incredible. brilliant. Is that the same as oh, utterly I think brilliant? I know what, yes. I think oh, I know utterly what brilliant. Is. Utterly brilliant. Oh, I, I think I've, se I've been exposed to this spectrum of yes. utterly incredibly brilliant. Yes. So yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Should we, should we share with the audience so they know? Well, no, as I said, I don't like okay. to sort of well, offer... I, I don't generally like to offer a scale. I understand. On on the podcast, I like to, you know, let my... Just discuss. Yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of this... Well, not ter a terribly big fan of the star system sort of thing, oh. but I w if, if pressed, I will give it mm. a certain number of, number of wow. stars, you know, mm. if needs be. Mm. What but is yeah. the Nightmare Before Christmas called? 
<laughs> well, that's just off the charts. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Enough yeah. stars in the universe. Yes, exactly. Because okay. I yeah. thought that was utterly brilliant. brilliant so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Different yeah. scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, thank you for joining me, Christopher. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. Um, That's might get you back welcome. again if we go and see another film. Yes. Later, you're Perhaps, welcome to join yes, us again. I'd be happy to. With yes. a clear beginning, middle, and end. Yes. Something less ambiguous. Be, it just has to have an end, and I'm happy for. It, to have some ambiguity throughout it, but it needs to have an end. Like, come on, that's why I'm going to the movies. Yeah. Give me yeah. the end. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that, but yeah. <laughs> um, and thank you to Tim. Tim and I will be coming up soon with Shortly. another couple of more podcasts. Hopefully, um, we might see another film later this week, and then yes. we'll be doing our best of 2016 uh, list very yeah. soon as well, which yeah. I'm sure you're all looking forward to. Um, but yes. Thank you for joining us today. Bye. Ciao.